0: On today's episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast, I am joined by a special guest, uh, the first guest of 2024, and the first guest that we've had in uh, more than a minute. And if you want to find out who that super duper amazing, awesome special guest is, you're going to have to uh, stick around and find out. Welcome to another episode of The Hot Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Sam Goodman, The Hot Nerd, LLC. Make sure you head over to the website, www.thehotnerd.com. For fundamentals, learning teams, support, and so much more, send us an email, thehotnerd at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along with us on all things social media, at The Hot Nerd or at Sam Goodman. Welcome to today's episode. Hello, 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 howdy, hi everybody, Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. Before we even get started with today's episode, do me a huge favor, because we just put, uh, I won't say a ton of work, but a good amount of work into this brand spanking new, the Hop Nerd Podcast guide that's available over at thehopnerd.com. So cruise over to the website, thehopnerd.com. You can scroll down and find it in the blog. That's going to be an easy place to find it for this very moment, at least until I put more crap in the blog. You know how this goes. And if you go over and click on the resources page, you know that I'm just absolutely passionate about getting free, valuable resources out to folks on their hop journeys. And we have that free resources page there where you can download videos that I make, where you can download documents that I pull together, you know, like quick guides on learning teams and 10 ideas like the primers and ideas from the book and just different crap that I put together. When I have time to put it together, I know I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I need to add more and more and more and more to it. I add more to it as I can as we go. You know how this goes. And if you've got ideas for what you'd like to see there, send me an email, the at gmail.com. And I might just work on pulling that together for you. But this is a long story to tell you that if you scroll down to the document section under the resources tab, you'll see it. it Says the ultimate guide to the Hot Nerd Podcast. And what's really cool about this is I have a little bit of a, a couple videos. There's a couple videos in it, an introduction, and I talk about a quick history of the podcast. But what I really find valuable for, even just for me personally, because we're creeping up on 300 episodes. How insane is that? 300 episodes with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of downloads of the podcast since we've got started, which is insane to me to even be able to say that we're going to be creeping up on a million downloads at some point here really soon. That's crazy. But where I'm going with this is there's a lot of crap there. (laughs) There's 300 episodes. There's 300 episodes and like a ton, a ton of guests and a ton of episodes about hot basics and, you know, me ranting about this and diving into that and all that kind of sort of stuff. But what I find the most valuable for me personally, is just the guest list. It's one of the very first things you'll find in the guide. It's got every guest appearance on the hot nerd podcast up until the end of 2023 uh, and it's got dates. So if you're looking for a specific guest, you can just see, like, were they on the podcast? You can just go look and then there's the date. You just go and listen to the episodes. I like that because I'm going back and re-listening to some of these just awesome conversations that we've had over the years of doing this podcast. And they're right there. And then if you scroll on down, there's a repository of all of the episodes. You can play them right there. There's a bunch of them, so it takes them a second to load but they're all right there up until the end of 2023 and then as you go back through the years, you'll notice that I write some quick reflections on kind of what those years were like. Nothing crazy, nothing like too long or you know cumbersome to read, but it's there. So if that's stuff that you're interested in, uh, it's there. Just go over to thehotnerd.com, click on the resources tab, scroll down, you'll see it, the ultimate guide to the Hot Nerd podcast, or you can just find it in the blog. It's super easy to find. And I hope that you find it to be valuable to you, useful to you, because as we're talking about, Getting these free resources out there, getting these ideas out there, getting these ideas and resources and thoughts and stuff, all this stuff that we talk about and pull together in our little bubble of human and organization performance, getting these resources in the hands of the people that need them. It's, it's a massive deal for me. I, 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 people need these things. I know when I first started on this path, this kind of stuff didn't exist. And fortunately, through the community, it's growing and growing and growing. Getting these ideas to people that have never heard of them in industries that need them, folks that can take these things and put them to good use, doing good work, great work, and doing it for the right reasons. Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Check, 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 check. Yes, please. All of the above. And as I started to pull this guide together, I don't know why it never hit me, but the podcast is the greatest resource that we have pulled together thus far because it's just this massive bucket of thoughts and ideas and explorations into ideas and interviews with folks from all over the spectrum of safety and leadership and the human and organizational performance and safety differently and all that kind of sort of stuff. But it's from folks everywhere that in the academic space from PhDs to me, you know, from folks that have studied and researched and spend their life in the world of academia, working through this stuff to folks like a lot of us that are out there putting this stuff boots on the ground to use and figuring it out as we go. And I think that's what's magical about the podcast being the, the resource is that we've pulled together all of that thought over the years and it's constantly evolving and we're constantly adding to, and it's constantly growing and changing and getting better. Yes check, 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 check. Yes. So make sure you go check out that guide. If you know somebody that hasn't ever listened to the podcast and you think they should, make sure you send it to them. Send them that guide. That's a great place to start because it's hard for me to give recommendations about episodes and stuff, but if they're there. I give a couple where like, here's a couple of places that you might want to start. So if you know folks, leaders, friends, or enemies, if you really hate the podcast, send them this stuff and uh, get them started. And again, we love and appreciate you. We genuinely appreciate your support from the bottom very bottom of my heart. Thank you for being a part of this little Hop Nerd podcast family. To those of you that have been a part of this since the very beginning, to those of you that are just joining us recently and everyone in between, I I really appreciate it. I I thank you for being you and thank you for being the best part of the Hop Nerd podcast. So with all that out of the way, oh, and my year 2024, (laughs) holy crap, (laughs) it's getting busy. I've got so many weeks already like... Accounted for in my calendar, and I'm planning in some downtime this year. I'm just going to tell you, I'm planning in some vacations. We're taking some vacations, so I got to get away. I, you guys know me. I I am like uh I'm a water person, so I've got to go see the water. I live in the desert. I've got to go spend time on or around the water at some point to you know recharge, reboot, um, reset, um, veg out, do nothing for at least a week sometime this year. My weeks are stacking up, so if you need a hand, make sure you send me an email, thehopnerd at gmail.com or head over to the website, thehopnerd.com. You can book a consult. You can do all that kind of sort of stuff right there on the website. Super duper, easy peasy, handy dandy, all that kind of sort of stuff. I'd love to be a part of your human and organizational performance journey. I would love to help you bring Hop to life. I've been spending time all over the map and everything from steel mills to healthcare to every nook and cranny of the manufacturing world to utilities and around the globe. That's what's taken up a lot of my time coming up here in 2024 is all over the globe. So I would love to help you with that from Hop Fundamentals to learning teams to coaching and consulting and in-person and virtual and all that sort of stuff. I, I do all that. So get a hold of me at thehotnerd at gmail.com. And without further ado, here is today's super top secret, best ever, awesome, amazing guest.
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome to our first interview of... The year 2024, twenty twenty four 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 four. That's crazy, right? It's, it's still mind blowing to me that it's twenty twenty four. But it is our first interview of the year 2024, four, 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 four. And I'm joined today in studio. I have an in studio guest that I'm going to introduce you to in here in just a second. But uh, the person that we have with us today is a scientist, is an artist, is a future entrepreneur has spent the last 6 years of their life studying and learning and reading and oh you just name it i mean i i was just talking to her last night she was working on a book like she's doing all kinds of really amazing stuff and i don't know i, I I think she might even end up being an astronaut one day. I, I have no clue. But today, I want to introduce you to our guest, someone that has been on the podcast before, but someone that you haven't heard from in a, in a hot minute, in like more than a few seconds, because, I don't know, life, right? Life happens. But she's back with us today. And today, I am joined by... Avery. Avery what? Goodman. Avery May. Goodman, comes back to us on the Hot Nerd Podcast round of applause. Welcome back, Avery. How are you doing today? Good. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Tell the, tell the folks out there. Everyone sees you. I post pictures of you all the time, uh, and most people send me messages back talking about how much you're growing, how you're like eight foot tall now from when they first met you, and... You know, all that kind of sort of stuff. And so what have you been up to over the past few years?
1: A lot.
0: Well, you got to you gotta go deeper than that. Come on. What have you been up to for the past few uh,
1: years? We got like, like two more dogs.
0: <laughs> We've got a bunch of dogs. So we have four dogs now. Yeah, that's crazy, right? We have, we have a small herd of dogs. What else have you been up to? Um, what have you been doing?
1: Hanging out.
0: Hanging out a bunch, yeah.
1: Collecting Sanrio stuff.
0: Collecting Sanrio stuff. That's true. Mostly
1: Cinema
0: Roll. So Cinema Roll. Our house is packed full of Cinema Roll. That's from the... Hello Kitty. That's like the Hello Kitty universe. Hello Kitty
1: and Friends.
0: Hello Kitty and Friends, right? So you're, you're into that. Big into that. You got bunches of friends, right? Who's your best friend?
1: Galilea and Brooklyn.
0: Galilea and Brooklyn. Brooklyn's first. Okay, you better not, uh, you better hope that uh, Galilea doesn't listen to this podcast, but okay. So I'm going to make sure that we don't send Galilea the podcast, right? What else have you been up to? What's school been like? You've been in school for like six years now. What's your most favorite thing that you've learned so far in school, or at least that you've learned this year in school?
1: Mythology.
0: Mythology. So you've been. We've been deep into the mythology world, right? Yeah. We've been watching the TED-Ed mythology videos on YouTube a bunch, which are pretty awesome. Those are cool, huh? Yeah. And uh, Dad has a massive collection of books, so I pulled out a couple of myth- mythology <laughs> books that we've been reading through and looking at, huh? And you've been learning about it in school. Mm-hmm. And then the podcast, we've been listening to a podcast. What was that podcast called? Greeking Out. Greeking Out. It's actually really, really, really good. So for uh, our friends out there, if you got uh, kids and you're looking for uh, something cool in the car, Greeking Out is awesome. It's by uh, Nat Geo Kids, right? I think it's, uh-huh. it's it's National Geographic Kids because way back when we got you the National Geographic Kids magazine, and like you love those. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that podcast, and we figured out that you were learning mythology stuff, and then boom. We've been listening to that podcast of bunch. What else is some, what's else, something else that you learned in school that you're really excited about?
1: Uh, maybe our math, but mostly in ELA, because um, we're writing a big, big test when I go back to school. And ELA is English language.
0: language and Arts? Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Okay.
1: And it's a, also about mythology, though, but yeah. I just like the test, and we have a big Big test in math.
0: Ooh, you're good at math though. I don't know where you get it from because I
1: think it's like the Arizona State test.
0: It probably is. You're you're lucky. You're good at math. You didn't get that from me. You're not I'm not <laughs> I'm not a math person. You've been doing science stuff too lately, right? So how's what's your favorite thing from science? Didn't you weren't you doing like life cycle stuff? You had to do a life cycle project? That was cool.
1: Yeah, um I made one about horses. And then I made one about, what was it about? Um, Finnick foxes. Ooh,
0: that's really cool. I saw some of the some of the ones you were putting together, and they looked sweet. Those are cool. What's your favorite thing about going to school? My friends. Yeah, you got some pretty cool friends, huh? I think, from what I see, I would think it would be your friends. Huh? But I think, more importantly, I think it would be... You like playing in the park after school with your friends. Yeah. But you love school. You're like, you. I, I don't know if you guys experience this out there with uh, any of your kids, but Avery's like an early riser. Like she's got her own little alarm clock. She sets her little alarm clock and she sets it like super early. She has to be at school by like a little after seven, but she gets up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> and she gets up before my alarm clock goes off and she starts getting ready. And she starts packing her bag and doing everything. You like that, don't you? It's cool. Yeah, that's fun. All right, so I pulled up some random interview questions for kids off the internet, and don't overthink them. Just tell me the first thing that comes to mind.
1: Okay. When can count down, so I no, can.
0: Just no, 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 no. They're just questions. It's just normal interview. You don't have to be okay. nervous. These people have known you since like forever. Since you were like three. I just don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be nervous. All right, here you go. Okay. What do you think your future job will be?
1: Maybe pet grooming and have like my own little place, and then I would take pictures of the pets and have like them with costumes because I love dogs.
0: that's cool. No cats. <laughs> no grooming. cats.
1: It's grooming. What if I get
0: a pet snake? <coughs> Will you groom my pet snake?
1: No. It,
0: what it, if it's like a hedgehog?
1: It grooms the snake. Groom themselves, and the hedgehog groom themselves.
0: Yeah, but what if my head? What if I want to get like my hedgehog like a nice crew cut or something? <laughs> no.
1: Um, sure. I could do that well, on a clothes day.
0: So my 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 entire dream in life is to one day move farther out into the desert to get enough land, not for horses, not for cows, not for that? alpacas, not for llamas or ostriches or emus, but for
1: camels.
0: I want camels. I want camels. So badly. And one of these days, I will live my dream of being a camel farmer, <laughs> a camel rancher in Phoenix. So if I have my pet camels, can I bring you my pet camels and you'll groom them? Yeah. I think I want them to have a nice, like, comb over. Like a little extra on top and then you comb it over. You know what I mean? I think that'll look good on a camel.
1: We're going to name the camel Biscuit.
0: Biscuit, yeah. And then if we have another one, which you have to have at least two camels. So we would we would but- name the other one uh, gravy, gravy, biscuit and gravy, right? So, okay. So you're going to be, or you, you're thinking about pet grooming, but not just pet grooming, owning your own pet grooming business, having your own shop, doing costumes with pets, doing f- pet photography with pets. Would you stay just in one location or would you go mobile too? Would you have pet grooming vans? Yeah, I was going to
1: say that. I would uh, have a pet grooming
0: van. Like one or more?
1: Like, like three and Ooh, my like, friends would help
0: like a fleet that's pretty cool so you could get you could have your friends working with you you could have pet grooming vans you have to hire a pet photographer unless you learn how to be a photographer and a pet groomer that would be kind of cool
1: I think it'd be fun with all my friends doing it too That's
0: true I think it would be a lot of fun That's one thing that Daddy loves about the work that he does is pretty much everybody that Daddy gets to work with he gets to work with his friends so it's kind of cool and the cool thing about having your own business like that. Is you get to make a lot new a lot of new friends. So you make new friends all the time, and it's just a lot of fun. So you get to so you would get to spend time with a lot of amazing people and amazing pets. How cool. All right. So she's telling me that we spent too much time on this question. Let me ask you this one. What's the funniest thing you've ever done?
1: I don't know if it's the funniest thing I've ever, ever done, but this is just something that came to my mind. Okay. So not long ago not long ago, we were um going somewhere and my best friend brooke, um was supposed to come and she was hiding in the trunk and i got mad because they were trying to trick me that um she wasn't coming so then i got sad and then she jumped out and scared me
0: all right and let me clarify this we did not have a child in our trunk let's let's put it this way um, we had picked up her friend brooke and so I have a Jeep. I have a Jeep. So when we pulled up to get Avery, Brooke crawled across the back seat <laughs> into the cargo area while we were parked and hid under some blankets in the cargo area, not the trunk. This is a Jeep. <laughs> and then and then Avery comes out and we told her that Brooke got in trouble and couldn't go and that we were still going to go and then she panicked a little bit. She got super upset. She started to cry. And then Brooke jumped out, and then it was awesome. It was hilarious, wasn't it? Pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pranked you. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good prank. That was pretty good. Okay, come up. You got to come a little closer to the microphone. How do you like to spend your time? How do you like to invest your time in this world? Playing. She likes playing. I get that.
1: Um, um, I'm old, and I still time like with playing. The dogs.
0: Spending time, I like, I love spending time with the dogs.
1: Hanging out with you, we
0: hang out a bunch, don't we? We do a bunch of stuff, don't we? Yeah,
1: we go to fun places. We like
0: to go to fun places. We like to travel, right?
1: Yeah, we travel a lot. We travel a lot.
0: We got family on the East Coast, so we we're in Arizona, so we go see family on the East Coast.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We like to take vacations from time to time and see family and go explore new places. And then a lot of times we just like to do fun stuff here in Phoenix, right? Yeah. We like. What do you mean you like to do on Fridays when? Uh, when nobody's there. Mm, go
1: get
0: coffee and hang out and have fun. Yeah. But so where I'm going with this is a lot of times.
1: Oh.
0: Avery doesn't go to school on Friday. So if I'm home on Fridays, we like to go get coffee and then we'll go to the mall. Oh, and yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome because it's only us and retirees because everyone else. Has worked. Is working or in school, right? So it's just us and the sweet retiree people, and we walk around, and it's not crowded, and it's amazing, right? Yeah. That's pro tip: and hanging out in the kind mall of in Phoenix. In the
1: morning.
0: Yeah, too. yeah. We go walk around. A lot of times we never even buy anything, do we? We just go walk around. Wait, we just go walk around
1: and hang out.
0: We just like to walk around and then go oh, into the pet I store. Just like
1: pretzels and yeah. <laughs> hang out. We like to
0: get pretzels and hang out. All right, what are you really good at?
1: Um, tumbling and mm. cheer and
0: dancing, tumbling, cheer, and dancing. So, you've taken a little bit of a break from cheer right now, focus on tumbling, and you're going to start doing some dancing stuff, dancing classes with, and Brooke. Stuff. with Brooke. I think you left out singing, you sing a lot too. You're uh, a yeah. great singer, so at some point, you want to go do like music and singing classes, right?
1: Yeah, uh, you like
0: activities, don't you? Yeah. You really like doing activities. I
1: like being busy.
0: Avery likes being busy. I wonder where you get that from. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think will be different about the world when you're an adult?
1: How I like my perspective.
0: Well, that's a good answer. You as you get a little bit older, you grow and you learn and you kind of onboard all this information, right? And how you view the world changes a little bit, your perspective changes. That's a really deep answer, Avery. <laughs> what do you think you think things will look different just physically? I think yeah. we'll have, like, what do you think cars will look like when you're an adult?
1: I think they'll be, like, a little bit, like, different. Like
0: yeah? You going to buy one of those trucks? No, I'm not <laughs> going to buy them. <it.
1: laughs> like, they look really cool. I saw them on the road, I think they're and really they are yeah. really cool. You looking. either
0: love them or you hate them, right?
1: That's probably what the, it's going to yeah. look like. Wasn't it, like, a Tesla? Aren't they Teslas or
0: something? Yeah. I mean. All right, this, this is a, should be an easy question for you. What do you think your parents do at work all day? Work. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm at work, you don't get to see me sometimes. And sometimes I'm here, right? Sometimes I'm going, and sometimes I'm here.
1: Yeah, sometimes you're traveling. Yeah. Well, most of the time you're traveling, I travel, I travel
0: quite a bit, huh? I'm home a lot, though, too, huh? Yeah. Like right now, I get to be home, mm-hmm. travel for a few days, come home for long weekends, travel for a few days, come home for long weekends. That's cool, huh? Mm-hmm. What's the most—this is interesting— What's the most important rule that you know of? We spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about rules. I wrote a chapter in a book about rules. What do you think is an important rule?
1: Respect.
0: Ooh, I love it. Your answers are deep. That's a, that's, that's a principle. That's a value. That's even deeper than a rule, huh? Being respectful to people? That's a good one. If you're respectful to people, they're usually respectful back, huh? That's a good one. I love that. I love that. What do you know how to do that you could teach me?
1: Teach you? Hmm. Um. Um. I can't.
0: You teach me you. how to tumble?
1: No.
0: You teach me how to could do cheerleading? I, I, be, I think I could. I think I could be the. I think I could be the base on the pyramid. I could good, be the
1: back base. I'd be
0: a good back base, huh? Yeah. You teach me how to Your do? Your back
1: would be Good for that. Time, yeah. Though.
0: Yeah, I could do that. So you're gonna teach me how to be the back base, and cheer. What is your favorite outfit to wear?
1: I don't know why, it's weird. My, probably my school uniform.
0: You like that school uniform a lot, huh?
1: Even though, oh, and leggings and shorts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't like skirts unless it's like my school, school, school skirt.
0: Okay, we got, we're gonna do a couple more and then we'll wrap it up, okay? What makes you feel really annoyed?
1: Like if someone trips me, or like I, or mm. if I drops like my lunch, or if I squirt a bunch of stuff all over me.
0: Yeah, spill stuff. Spill stuff. That happened to you the other night, and then you poured water all over yourself in bed. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. What makes you feel proud?
1: Um, if I get like a new. Skill and like tumbling or something because like I have my back walk over I'm trying to I pretty much got my front walk over and then I do um a front handspring on the trampoline so I'm gonna get my front handspring
0: cool all right any other questions you want me to ask before we wrap this thing up or any final words anything you want to share with the folks out there that haven't heard from you in more than a minute you probably since you were about what 5 probably the last time they heard from you 5 I think or six. 6 5 or 6 Can
1: you do
0: that? which one which one do I'm you
1: requ- questing one
0: which number uh,
1: not 21 that's literally what you just said yep um maybe 17
0: which of your nicknames do you like the most me Well, that's your middle name.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's also my nickname.
0: I call you Bug a lot.
1: Bug. Ave. um, Ave. What else?
0: Bug Bug.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My cousin's name, well, not name, the nickname. It's Bug Bug, too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Call you Bug a bunch, don't we? Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, any final words you want to share with all of our friends hanging out out there listening right now? Anything you want to say? Hello. There you go. Hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. Avery out. You got to drop the mic like. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it. The first guest of 2024, four, 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 four is in the books. And I hope you enjoyed it. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome to get to, have Avery come back on the podcast for a second, and we should do this more often than what what we really do, but again, life and work, and she's in school, and I'm going this way, she's going that way, Jarell's going that way. We'll have to have Jarell back on too for a little bit of an update as well, but how cool is that? How fun is that? Again, I don't think you guys have heard from her since probably she was about six, so about three or so years ago was the last time that we had her on the pod. How crazy, how crazy is that? And I hope you enjoyed it. It was fun for me. It was really neat to get to hear some of her answers and how deep and insightful, how, how, how meaningful some of those answers are. How cool is that, right? So if you need a hand from me in 2024, you know how to get a hold of me. We've already talked about it. Be sure that you check out that new, the ultimate guide to the Hop Nerd podcast over on the website. Check out the free resources page. It's hiding over there and in the blog if you want to find it. And be sure that you like, you share, you follow along everywhere that you can follow along here very, very soon. I'm going to be working to pull together more and more and more and more and more video content for you as well. I'm just going to get the space, the time and the space to sit down and get in front of a camera. I've got to build up the willingness to uh, comb my hair, uh, wash my face and get in front of a camera and, uh, you know, talk at it <laughs> for a little bit, but make sure you follow along on LinkedIn. You'll find all that stuff there. That's usually where I post almost all the content. LinkedIn, YouTube, LinkedIn, YouTube, LinkedIn, YouTube. And if you want to go get more of me sharing like memes <laughs> and just random posts, you can go follow me on Instagram as well. It's just at the Hot Nerd. It's super duper easy to find. So follow Sam Goodman on LinkedIn. Follow the Hot Nerd LLC on LinkedIn. You can follow all the other stuff that we have too, like ten ideas to make safety suck less and starting points, the original, original starting points cards. If you're looking to have deep and meaningful conversations, that has a LinkedIn page as well. And be sure you check those out. If you haven't checked those out, we have that in the card deck, the original card deck and in the journal book format as well, which is available over on Amazon. The cards are available over on the website. It'll take you to our third party that prints those. So make sure you check all that stuff out. And until next time, it is Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd, signing off. Take a little bit of time to spend that little extra time with those that you love and care about. Bring them to work. It's a little bit easier for me to do in this particular setting at least. I walked Avi from, you know, her room into the office and we recorded a podcast. But do that. Involve your kids. Let them see what you do for a living. Show them. Show them what you're passionate about. It means something. It really does. And that passion is contagious. They'll pick it up. So don't be surprised when they find what they're passionate about and run with it too. Thanks for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate all of your support of the Hot Nerd Podcast, the Hot Nerd LLC. If you need a little bit of help of bringing human and organizational performance to life, if you would like to take your efforts around learning and improving, To the next level. Yep, I can help with that. Head over to www.thehotnerd.com or send me an email thehotnerd at gmail.com Until next time, bye everybody. Bye. And hey look, I know this is the part of the podcast where I usually just let the music kind of You know, play out. You know, so you can rock out your pump. We just did the podcast. We're all headbanging together alone in our cars. So I'm just gonna let the music play until it fades out. But I just wanted to hop on and tell you that if you do need a hand in 2024, please let me know as soon as you can because 2024 is stacking up to be a really hectic year which is fun i love it it's great but i need a little bit of time to plan it so if you want to do stuff together in 2024 send me an email thehopnerd at gmail.com or head over to the website www.thehopnerd.com you can click those handy dandy links you can book an initial consult you can even go in there and just click get a quote and i you know you can send me what you're looking for and we'll make it happen a little bit of heads up goes a long way because 2024 is going to be wild, crazy, fun, and wild. And I look forward to spending time with each of you over this year. I'm I'm pumped for it, to be honest with you. And since I kind of ruined your vibe there, I ruined the rock out music. Let's jump right back into that in uh three, two, one. This is not a test. This is not a test. Welcome to a secret episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. This is not a test. This is not a test. Welcome to a secret episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. Here's your host, Sam Goodman. Welcome to the first ever episode of the secret podcast, the Hotner Podcast, Super Duper Secret Podcast Club. You noticed, you noticed that there was a little bit of extra time left on the end of the episode. You noticed and you got curious and you scrolled forward and uh, you found it. Or if you're like me, you just kind of let stuff play, right? It's just kind of like playing in the background while you're doing stuff. And then you heard this crazy screeching hodgepodge of emergency alert tones because, just couldn't find anything close enough. <laughs> it sounded like the emergency alert broadcasting system network stuff. And that's the closest thing I come up with. And then you probably thought that the world was on fire. And then you just heard my voice, which is kind of insane. Right. But here it is. Here we are. And you have joined. You are now a member of the super duper secret hot nerd podcast club. You are a member, whether you like it or not, you found it. You're here. And membership is for life. So you never get out of this. It's here. So you are a member for life. Now, there is a rule. There is one rule and one rule only. We don't talk about the Super Secret Podcast Club. It's just like Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club. The first rule of the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club is that you don't talk about the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club. So don't tell a soul. Don't tell anyone. Through your membership, you are sworn, sworn to lifelong Secrecy. So these super duper secret podcast club episodes will just pop up on random episodes of the Hop Nerd Podcast whenever I feel like it, whenever the heck I have time for it, and they'll just be there, random episodes. So just keep an eye out for them. They will be there. Now, another part of this super duper secret podcast club, uh, other than they'll just be completely random and the subject matter will be completely random, uh, whatever the heck I feel like talking about, whenever the heck I feel like talking about it, another part of this, a perk to your membership, is that uh, we're going to be giving giving away some exclusive Hot Nerd merch. We're going to be giving away some books. We're going to be doing all that kind of sort of stuff as a part of this. But what you have to do is you have to head over to the website. And it's not the regular Hot Nerd website. As you know, I'm going to encourage you to go over and check that out because that's an easy way to get a hold of me. It's an easy way to uh, book me for stuff. It's an easy way to get free resources and videos and all that kind of sort of crap. But you won't find this over there. It's Unlisted. Uh, it's just a page, so you're going to have to go to thehopnerd.com/slash-secret. Again, thats thehotnerd.com is thehopnerd.com/slash-secret. You're going to find a way to officially join, and what that official membership uh, grants you is the ability to win that free stuff that we decide to send out at random to listeners of the Super Duper Secret Podcast, to to members of the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club. We will randomly send stuff out. We're not running promotions. We're not doing stuff outside of our little membership list with this. It's just going to be random. So, you know, you go over, you give us some basic information. Make sure you give us your complete mailing address because if you want to receive random stuff, I got to know where... To send it. So you might just come home and find like a random hop nerd hat sitting on your doorstep. Or you might come home and find something specifically branded to the super duper secret podcast club thing. You just might find something. You might find a book. It might not even be my book. You might just find random presents showing up on your doorstep. That's all part of being a member of the super duper secret podcast club but you have to give us some information. So cruise over there and provide that information. Again, it's thehotnerd.com slash secret. Now, at the very bottom of that page, as we do these, I'm going to make an episode list. Now, it won't be up to date because I want them to remain secret for a good amount of time. I went ahead and uh, put this one over there. So if you cruise over there, you're going to see kind of what that's going to look like. But in the future, I'm only going to publish those after they've been out in the world for a while. And you've had plenty of opportunity to discover them. And do me a favor, if you do discover it, send me an email. Let me know what you think about the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club. Let me know uh, if if you think it's cool. I think it's pretty neat. And be sure that you provide that information over at thehotner.com slash secret so you can uh, become an official member and get some of those perks of being an official member. And the perk being basically me sending you random crap in the mail just whenever the heck I feel like it, which is kind of cool. So on today's episode of the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club, what I wanted to talk a little bit about is uh, the Carrollton County bus crash. Uh, I was tagged in a post the other day by the amazing Stephen Scott, and 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 I love Stephen Scott and everything he's got going on with the Hop community calls. He does those monthly. If you're not checking those out, you should be. He publishes them to LinkedIn uh, at about a month out, roughly, I think. And you can just click Go, join, attend, whatever that looks like on LinkedIn. I don't freaking know. Uh, I, I click like add to my calendar every single time that I see them. And I try to share them every time that I see them as well because it's such a good community call. There's folks like Steven on there. And I've seen folks like Rob Fisher on there. And I've seen folks folks like Steve Harvey and Josh Bryant jump on there. I've seen folks from uh, all over the globe and all over the spectrum of industry and professions jump on there. folks from manufacturing and healthcare and power generation. And then you get a good mix of practitioners and consultants and thinkers and ponderers and outlaws and rebels and saints and sinners and you get you just get a really good mix of all that stuff and none of it is salesy like there's no sales element to it none of it has a PowerPoint bleh, associated with it none of it has like here is the agenda it's the stuff that I love like I genuinely love these agendaless conversations I, I, I do we we get so freaking wrapped up. In this idea that every stupid blah that we do in our work world has to have a fucking agenda associated with it. And it doesn't. Like there's a power of just getting people in a room without an agenda, without being prompted on time and having our bullet points laid out so we can be this meeting in exactly 32 and a half minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, There's a power to unstructuredness. There is a power to just getting people in a room or a virtual room, like what Steve does, and just letting people have some fellowship, like talk. Like, will you get those awkward silences that we tend to try to use our agendas to avoid? Oh my gosh, we can't have any dead time because that would be wasteful and wastefulness. Oh my God, we're going to die if we waste two seconds. Oh my God. Yeah, you're going to have some of that dead time. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have dead air, and it's good, and it's awesome, and it's amazing. And I love the fact that Steve and Scott does this. I love it. It's amazing. It's great. You need to go check it out because it's agenda Conversations. And you know what comes out of those agendaless Conversations? Freaking awesome, amazing stuff. Oh, really, the conversations that are had in that little group and the ones that I've gotten to attend have been absolutely amazing meaningful conversations. I have not attended one of those calls that I haven't walked away from, like with my little notebook scribbled full of stuff or at the very least, like trying to go to bed that night, like staring at the ceiling going that was good and deep thought about the conversations that we had. So this side rant about how dumb these super duper structured meetings can be sometimes and our obsession with agendas and structures and order. Oh, it must be orderly or and all this kind of crap that we do. Um, And other than my swooning and love for the call that Stephen puts together uh, is this. We were having a conversation and I brought up the Carrollton County Bus collision, and I got tagged in a post from Steven the other day sharing it. Thanks for the shout out, Steven. Uh, if you find your way to the super duper secret podcast club. Uh, I greatly appreciate any of those shout outs, any of those tags. Like it means a lot to me. It it, it really does. And I put that story out on that call because I'd stumbled across that when I was doing some documentary binge watching. That's what I do. I don't know if you do it. I do it a bunch because I love documentaries. I love history stuff. I love real life stuff. It's just my thing. Like I burn, I burn up. My Discovery Plus, I do it all the time, whether I'm here, there, or everywhere in between. It is like my go-to, right? Some of the big ones that, uh, that I've been into lately is, what is it called? It's with Josh Gates. Josh Gates, if you watch Discovery Plus, you know exactly who I'm talking about. He does Expedition Unknown. I love Expedition Unknown. That's it. Me and Avery watch that one together. We watch Expedition X together. It's kind of meh for me compared to Expedition Unknown. I like all those. Any, like, World War related stuff, I'm deep into that. Anything Civil War related, anything history. Oh my gosh, like, abandoned, the abandoned structure shows? Holy crap. Like, now you're speaking my language. Like, I'm I'm there. I'm there for it. I am there for it all day, all night, anytime. I am absolutely there for it. But I was going through Amazon Prime and just kind of watching some documentaries, uh, having one of those kind of downtime recovery rest day kind of things. And I stumbled across this and I was like, huh. And then I started watching it and I, I'd heard of this, but I'd never really dug too much into it. But I watched the documentary and the documentary is called Impact after the crash. You can find it on Prime. If you have a Prime membership, it is included. Um, The thing I will say is the documentary is great. Uh, The only thing that kind of irked me with the documentary is the sound was a little bit wacky on it. It's one of those things where, you know, like you have to turn it up and then we'll crap turn it down and turn it up and turn it down. Like I can barely hear people and then it's super loud. Like it kind of sucks from that perspective. The the mixing on the actual doc was kind of crap. But the film itself, the stories – of the film, the stories of the survivors. Uh, It's just absolutely, absolutely a great, great documentary. And I would encourage you to watch it, especially if if you're in our kind of world. And it is a great share. It is a great conversation to have. Uh, We started using it a while back in some of our critical risk management stuff that we teach. And it is a great great story. Let me give you a little bit of history on this. If you're not familiar with it, there's some great YouTube videos out there as well. Um, Old news footage and kind of all that stuff from it. But the Carrollton bus collision occurred on May 14th, 1988 on I-71 right outside of Carroll County, Kentucky. So basically this is a youth group. It's a youth group from a church they're going to have a day, like a fun youth group outing with like their pastor and like all these kids. And they're basically going over to a theme park and they're going to spend the day at the theme park. And they do that. They have fun. It's, it's a hoot. And then while driving back, the bus is hit head on by another driver and basically, this results in 27 deaths and 34 injured, uh, and almost all of those, almost all of those being children. Like, almost all of the deaths associated with this were, were kids. Uh, and there were some survivors, and those that did survive were pretty horrifically burned, maimed, like really, 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 really bad. Now, Let's start to unpack the story a little bit. Let's add a little bit of color to the story. The person that struck this bus head on was intoxicated. Drunk driver. Drunk driver found themselves on the wrong side of the road, struck the bus head on, and killed 27 people. 24 of those 27 being Children. So, a drunk driver going the wrong way on the interstate hit the school bus head-on. Now, when I say that, we immediately get emotional. I know I do. I, a, I know you do too. My first, my first response is, I would love to get my hands on that drunk driver that killed twenty-seven people. Like that. That's the first step because. 27 people. This is referred to as the worst drunk driving event in U.S. history. The worst. 27 people dead, 24 of them being children. Now, here's where things start to get more interesting. Because that's tragic. That's horrific and terrible and tragic. But here's where things start to get a little bit more interesting. As this was investigated deeper, it was discovered that the event, the actual impact, was survivable. There's some argument about whether the driver would have, the driver of the bus, what had survived the impact. The drunk driver survived because drunk drivers always freaking survive to all my first responder friends out there. I've been there. You're there. We know what we're talking about. Drunk drivers are ragdolls. They always survive. Everyone else can die and the drunk will live, right? That's how this works. But it was a survivable, survivable crash. It was a survivable event, the initial impact. So what happened? Most of those folks, those children, 24 of those 27 were kids. Those 27 folks, the vast majority of them died of smoke inhalation and burns. What? 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 So they survived. They survived the event. So what happened? What happened? I'm going to pull this back into uh, a discussion really around our anticipation for failure and our ability to absorb failure. And I'm going to make a broad statement here, and I encourage you to go dig deep into this information uh, around this event. There's just so much to unpack, and I'm just going to do really high level here just to kind of pique your curiosity to get you to go digging into this more and hopefully sharing stories, this story and others like it, because we owe it to those folks that paid with their lives for us to learn these lessons. We owe it to keep their stories alive. But I'm going to pull it back to this. The bus was never designed to incur a collision. It was never designed to crash. It was operated or built under the principle that buses don't crash instead of operating under this idea that we need to design buses that crash a bit more gracefully. Because when the bus crashed, When the bus was hit, the fuel tank was dislodged, moved several feet back because the fuel tank was totally unprotected because buses aren't going to get hit by cars, like never, right? And it goes all the way back and it bursts into flames. It fills the cabin full of gasoline, right? Now, on top of that, the bus was never designed to crash, so… Exits weren't really thought of all that much. All the exits were blocked. There was extra seats added to the bus. You know, the windows that you think of in kind of modern buses that push out, none of that stuff was there. So we basically have a gasoline-powered people cooker at this point. It was never designed to be that. But the bus, bus, buses don't crash. Buses—it's a school bus. It's never going to crash. This was an old B seven hundred. I think I'm remembering that right. An old B seven hundred. If I remember correctly, it's a 1977 B seven hundred Ford chassis. And shortly after this event, and even prior to this, they were in the works of reinforcing this gas tank, like building this larger protective structure around it. It. This one, you know, this one was just the year before. Like if I remember correctly from the documentary, it was like the year before this new protection was added to the gas tank to prevent this stuff from happening. The exits were changed, enlarged, like easier access, the roof exits, all that different stuff. This event led to massive changes in bus safety. And riding on school buses is one of the safest places that you can ride because we all agree, especially through these lessons that we've learned that, Buses, kids shouldn't die on school buses, period. Like, that's just period. Like Absolutely, 100%, they should not die on school buses. Where I'm going with all this is that it's really easy to get hung up on the triggering event. Drunk driver, wrong side of the road, hits a bus. There's our cause. There's our culprit. That's the reason why. But I'll challenge you, and I'll ask you this question. Replace drunk driver with anyone else. Replace drunk driver with my, I won't give away her exact age, but with my mother in her mid-80s, who still drives and drives quite well, but driving in the middle of the night with a little bit of vision issues, gets a little confused, ends up on the wrong side of the road, hits this bus. Replace that with person on cell phone. Replace that with a person having heart attacks swerving across the lanes into the wrong side of traffic, hitting that bus head-on. Replace it with anything that results in a car getting in the wrong lane, in the wrong side of the road, hitting that bus head-on, and guess what you have? You guessed it. You have the exact same event. You have the exact same event. Don't get me wrong. The drunk driver in this particular issue in, in this tragedy, the drunk driver was punished severely and spent, uh, I don't, I'm don't i guessing, go, go look up the Wikipedia, but if I remember correctly from the documentary, like a lot of years in jail, like a bunch of years in jail, like might still be there, but I feel like was just released not that long ago, but paid a big debt to society for their actions, right? So yeah, like I, I understand that. I think This post that I was referring to from Stephen, I think he laid it out quite eloquently that, you know, blame fixes nothing. That's hot principle number two, as we commonly put it, that blame fixes nothing. And as with Steve's post, I am 100% in agreement with that, 110% in agreement with that. But that does not mean that we excuse acts of ill intent, of sabotage, uh, of of this. Right. That doesn't mean that we say, oh, blame, fix nothing. You know, you killed 27 people. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Blaming is not going to fix anything. We recognize that it's not going to fix anything, but there is a time and place back to the context. It's it's an important distinction, I think. And again, I would encourage you to go on LinkedIn, look up Stephen Scott and read his post. It, it's really great. I can't lay it out any better than what it's laid out because he ties into this piece. And I completely agree with him that these behaviors are the rarest of the rare within our workplaces. Like as rare as they come, it's moving that lever to the other side, right? It's understanding that blame fixes nothing. So instead of viewing blame as our tool, the tool, that's the way we viewed them, right? Think about think about our processes. Almost all organizations I spend time with, guess what the first step in any post not-so-great thing happening investigation is? Blame. It's always like, examine for wrongdoing. And guess what we look and guess what we find? We always find that somebody messed up, that somebody should have paid more attention, could have paid more attention, would have paid more attention. Nothing bad would ever happen, And we never get to that fucked up fuel tank. We never get to the point of saying, well, why in the hell, when this goes wrong, does the school bus turn into a people cooker? That's a better, more interesting question to me. That's a better path of learning and improvement to me. That doesn't excuse the fact that this person was an ass. Uh, Let's say it, a 100% ass. If you get drunk and get behind the wheel of a car, I'm just going to say it. You're a turd. (laughs) You're a turd, especially in our modern day society. An Uber is no more than three minutes away from anyone. You're a turd. You're an ass. To me, that falls into that category. That falls into that category of, ill intent of just horrible, shitty, I don't give a damn about anybody kind of behavior. Those are different. And those things in our work worlds, that's about as rare as they come. So it's moving that lever to the other side. It should be the last thing that we contemplate, not the first. It should be the very last because what have almost always found barring, barring sabotage, ill intent, those kind of things, Acts of terrorism, right? Intentional, I'm here to hurt people. Like for real. Like for real, I'm going to hurt myself on purpose or hurt you on purpose, kind of behavior. Barring those things, situations where you shouldn't be calling your safety pro, you shouldn't be calling me, you shouldn't be calling Stephen Scott, you shouldn't be calling any of us, you should be calling the police. <laughs> Barring those situations when I seek to understand the context when I seek to understand the normal work, when I zoom up and out, I almost always, and I will say always, 100% discover that industrial empathy where I can easily see myself in the other person's shoes. I I learned so very much that the actions or inactions that people took, the stuff that they noticed or didn't notice, the stuff that seems so simple on the surface. The more that we seek to understand, the more we start to understand that it's not all that simple and that it made total and perfect sense to those involved until it suddenly didn't anymore. So, our conversation today is about a couple things. Our first episode of the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club. Blame fixes nothing. Does that mean that you're not going to ever come across a shithead in your work world that's purposefully out there trying to sabotage or hurt people? It doesn't mean that you're never going to find that. What I'm saying is that people are people. The vast majority of people are good. There are shitheads in our world. It's just a fact. It's rare, though. It's super-duper rare. And it's even that much more rare in our high-performing organizations where we vet people deep, deeply, 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 deeply vet people before we bring them into our work worlds through rounds and rounds and rounds of interviews and poking and prodding and testing and on and on and on and on. It's it's the rarity. It is the rarity. So view it as the rarity. Move that lever completely to the other side of the equation. Disciplinary action, pain and punishment, we shouldn't even view it as our opportunity to inflict pain on wrongdoers. We should view disciplinary action as a way to remove people from systems in which they do not belong, from a culture, our culture, that clearly you don't fit in here, right? Those people that are out to hurt people and cause harm and do acts of sabotage. Again, things where you should call the police, not me, or you shouldn't call your safety bro. You should call the, you should call the SWAT team, right? Those things. We need mechanisms to be able to remove those folks from our work worlds. We don't need to view it as a way to punish them, as to beat them, as to fix people. We need to view it as the way that we hit the emergency button and we pull people out of systems in which they do not belong. And we also have to couple that with the idea that those situations are extremely rare. They are so, so, so very rare within our work worlds. So trying to approach this as... Well, the way that we fix people is we beat and punish them. Anytime something goes wrong, if we hit them hard enough, they'll eventually stop doing damn things. It doesn't work. Because almost always you're punishing people for things that they did with no idea that that was going to be the outcome. And if they knew that was going to be the outcome, they would have never done it. They were acting with the best of intent. They were just trying to get work done for for you, by the way, for you and your organization. If they had their pick of the matter, they would be sitting at home having a beer. They wouldn't be sitting there doing this crap for you. Keep in mind, they're working to do this stuff for you and your organization, and then you're punishing them. You're applying pain and suffering for an outcome that displeased you, that you found a bit unsettling, upsetting, that you found a bit surprising and disappointing. You know, an outcome that again they didn't intend to happen, right? They took those action, those steps, those steps those they, they they took those actions, those inactions, those steps, those turns, those zigs, those zags thinking that things were all well, that that they were moving in the right direction until all of a sudden they found themselves maybe not in the best direction anymore. So you're going to try to punish them into not doing something that they didn't intend to do in the first place. When you say that out loud, you go, what? So it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for us. It just doesn't do anything. It doesn't fix people. It doesn't make things any better. It almost always makes things worse because blame shuts down learning. And so when you punish somebody for something that they didn't happen in the first place, you're just going to say, well, when that happens next time, I'm sure shit not telling you. I'm just not. It's not going to happen. And the other side of this, when you label human error as the cause, when you label that misstep, miscalculation, that person as the problem, when you do that, you're stopping on the first page of the book. Seriously, you've got a 300 page, awesome, super duper handy novel sitting in front of you. When you stop on human error, you're literally reading the first couple sentences and saying, oh, that was a great book. (laughs) Really, there's so much more. When we stop there, we're stopping on the first page. There is so much more to discover. Be curious. Go more, go farther up and out. Go deeper. Zoom in, zoom out understand, seek to understand, seek to discover that industrial empathy, seek to understand why it all made sense. Even, even when something really horrible and tragic happened, because it did make sense to those involved, seek to understand why it made sense. There's so much more to unpack there. Think about what if anything else hits this bus, the same event's going to happen. So we're not actually improving anything. Did that guy deserve to go to jail 110%? 110%. 110%. He deserved to go to jail. But if we stopped at jail, what would we have improved? since Send, sending him to jail, stop that bus, those buses from that year, that era, would it have stopped those buses from incurring similar events? No. Does sending him to jail stop other people from drinking and driving? I'm here to tell you, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. People get busted drinking and driving all the time. It doesn't. So we have to ask better questions. Failure is never an if. It's always a when. That bus was built under the idea that buses don't crash when it should have been built under the opposite. A lesson that we've learned now, that we're constantly learning. We have to think about it from that perspective. When this bus crashes. When this bus crashes. Not if, not it's not gonna, not it might. When. When this bus crashes. How do we make sure that these kids don't die? Because the crash was survivable. Back to the point, the crash was survivable. How much more tragic is that that they survived the initial crash? Now, what came of this? And again, I'm, I'm just ranting here a little bit about it. There's so much to unpack here. I would encourage you to go read the accident reports. I would encourage you to go watch the YouTube videos. I would encourage you to go watch the documentary because I'm just off the cuff ranting about this because this is the, the super duper secret podcast club. So this is what I'm going to do here. Nothing, absolutely nothing prepared, just going off the top of my head and giving you some of my just off the cuff kind of rant conversation, putting it out there kind of thoughts. But what really come out of this is massive improvements to bus safety. Did they blame the driver in the reports, first line? Absolutely, because that's what they do. This bus, this event was caused by a drunk driver hitting bus. Well, yeah, duh, of course it was, but they did go deeper. They talked about gas tank design. They talked about not only the survivability, but the escapability of these buses. How do we make sure that people get out? They talked about the material that the seats were made out of and how it was flammable and it basically turned to napalm inside of these freaking bus and it just melted on people and it was horrible and horrific. They talked about all those things and guess what they did? They improved those things. So when that bus crashes again, when a school bus crashes, the gas tank's not going to dislodge The gas tank is protected. When that bus crashes again, whether it's a drunk driver or they roll it over on the side or they flip it down a mountain, you can get out of it. There are plenty of ways to get out of it. They dug deep and they went so far beyond drunk drivers. We need to make sure drunk drivers don't hit buses. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to win that one because it's not just drunk drivers. It could be insert anyone else hitting buses here, insert anyone else getting in the way of the bus, Insert anything here, right? Bus driver losing attention, swerving, and hitting the end cap of a guardrail. It, same same event, right? Same event. You're not going to win that one. We assume for error. We assume, we assume that people are going to make a mistake because they're going to because we're people. That's why we do. We're great at it. We assume that they're going to mess up, that they're not going to pay attention. We assume that drunk driver or my, she would get mad if she listened to this, but I don't think she listens to the podcast. My elderly mother. <laughs> find yourself on the wrong side of the road in the middle of the night. We have to assume for those conditions and plan accordingly. Building the ability for that bus to crash, for failure to occur and failure to occur and us to incur that failure a bit more gracefully and not only survive it initially, but survive the event completely. That's where we need to invest a lot of our brain power. Because prevention's great. Prevention's cool. Prevention's the bee's knees. You guys know. I, you hear me talk about this. We talk about this together, a lot of us. A lot of us talk about this together. Prevention is good. But your preventative strategies are always going to break down and fail because failure's never an if. It's always a win. So how do we design these systems around our areas of critical risk to be able to incur failure with less outcome? To be able to have a bus crash without it killing 27 people? That's the more powerful question. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the inaugural episode of the Super Duper Secret Hop Nerd podcast. Make sure that you cruise over to thehopnercom slash secret. You join, officially join, show your membership, and you will get those super-duper secret treats in the mail from time to time, whenever I feel like sending them to you. And uh, we'll keep doing this. Be on the lookout for these weird-looking numbers, right? Look, and you'll see, like, this podcast seems a little long. And that's how you'll find it. You'll know that that little super-duper secret gem is hidden there for you. And remember the rule of the Super-Duper Secret Podcast Club. The first rule and the only rule of the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club is that we do not speak of the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club. Until next time, I am your host, Sam Goodman, signing out. Bye everybody. Bye. This has been the Hop nerd, Super Duper Secret Podcast. Thank you for being a member. Be sure to visit thehopnerd.com slash secret and sign up for a chance to receive super secret merch, books, and more. And don't forget. The only rule of the Super Duper Secret Podcast Club. We do not speak of the Super Duper Secret
1: Podcast Club. Goodbye.